0: Hey, Church of the King, my name is Darius Daniels. This is my lovely wife, Shamika, and we want to wish you a happy anniversary. Yes. To
1: my younger, smarter brother, Steve Robinson, and his lovely wife, Jennifer, happy 20th anniversary to y'all and to all of Church of the King. Hey, Pastor Steve and Jennifer and the Church of the King family, congratulations on 20 years. Hi, this
2: is Philip and Holly Wagner from Oasis Church in Los Angeles. We want to say congratulations to you, Steve and Jennifer,
1: Church of the King. 20 20
2: years! Amazing.
1: So great. What's going on, Church of the King? Pastor Steve and Jennifer Robinson and the whole team there. Greetings from ARC, from Birmingham, from myself, of course, my wife and our family and all those at ARC association of related churches and so love church of the king and love your pastor 20 years that is amazing thank you so much for your love and your life it has impacted our lives personally and our church corporately and because of that we're truly grateful and we celebrate with y'all today on this incredible milestone happy anniversary i just have so many memories and Delenn and I love your pastors. We love your church. One of my favorite places to preach and to be a part of. So you're in a great place. The future's bright as you continue to expand. And through your generosity, continue to reach people, help the poor, touch the broken, be there for the forgotten. That is the heartbeat of your church. It's the heartbeat of your pastor. So we love you, congratulations, 20 years. Can't wait to see what the future holds for Church of the King. Every time I see you, we are so excited. I remember laying hands on you 20 years ago in that small gathering and the word of the Lord that came out was no matter how big you built this tent, It would always have to be expanded. You and Jennifer are amazing pastors and the community is blessed. The region is blessed and our state is blessed because of what God has done through both of you. Congratulations on 20 years. Come
3: on. Yes. Wonderful. Well, I want to welcome all of our campuses. I want to welcome our South Shore campus. So excited about what God's doing there. I want to welcome as well our Gulf Coast campus with Pastor Jeremy and Lacey and the team, our newest campus in Baton Rouge. Can we give it up for Baton Rouge, man? We're so excited to have you guys. Every week I want to welcome the men and women the Orleans Justice Center, the St. Tammany Parish Jail, and of course here at Little Creek. One more time, let's give it up for all of our campuses online as well. <laughs> So excited to have you guys in Facebook Live. Well, we celebrate 20 years again, uh, not just today, but next weekend. It's actually a three-week thing. I mean, you know, we know how to party. You know what I'm talking about. We, it's a, this weekend, next weekend, and the following weekend. It's a three thing. Number one, today we're talking about the past. We're celebrating all that God has done in the past at Church of the King through your life, through the lives of the people. Next week, I'm gonna talk a little bit about the present and the following week. Uh, which will be uh, the November 9th and 10th. I'm going to talk about the future, some of the plans, some of the exciting plans. Uh, So you guys got to get ready for that. I do want to say uh, I am thrilled and humbled and honored to be part of this church. Uh, The church is the church. I work for the church. I'm part of the church. We're all part of Church of the King, uh, God's church. And so we're so excited about what God is doing here locally and globally. Today, I want to talk to you about our past. I want to talk to you about some of the milestones that God has done through our lives. Uh, it's amazing when I begin to think about celebrating the past. I do want to say uh, one more time to all the campuses. Afterwards, we have a, uh, a fall fest. I think there's some space walks. Adults are not allowed. We caught some parents in there yesterday, but it. Uh, we got some great things and festivities, and every week there's going to be videos. You don't want to miss next week, by the way. Next week is actually the, the day. It's the first week of November is the actual day. So this is one week early, uh, so you don't want to miss uh, next week. But I want to do something, and we made a decision to do this. We're so excited. The original couple that called Jennifer and I over here to start Church of the King, they went to a pastor in New Orleans uh, and they were looking for a pastor. The story is, is that when they were in medical school in the 80s, uh, they were part of a church uh, in Metairie, uh, and they, they had started a church across the lake and gone for about 10 years. The church had disbanded, and Dr. Greg Muley, who's still one of our founding elders, still on our board, running really our board, uh, the key elder today, he and Dr. Nancy Muley, both doctors, uh, were the ones that went and approached a pastor in New Orleans. I was a youth evangelist at the time. That's what I was doing. I was preaching to teenagers and uh, screaming at kids for Jesus. i got to tell you, there's so many stories. tell. i got to tell you just one, just one. Because we do. We would preach youth crusades, and we would do giant baptisms afterwards. And kids would get baptized. i never forget preaching in Lockport, Louisiana. And this lady came up to me afterwards, this Cajun lady. She, goes, she, goes, she called me pastor. She goes, Pastor, my little Timmy's. He got saved. He's going to be baptized. I'm going to ask you: Can you hold him under the water longer? He's done some bad stuff. So that's what I did. I in the 90s, I was in seminary. I'd graduated from college and Bible school, and I was in seminary. And I was a youth evangelist. And uh, and when Dr. Greg approached my pastor and said, "Would you help us find a pastor?" And that's when our pastor approached Jennifer and I and said, would you go across the lake? There's a small group of 19 people. They want to start a church. So we just thought it'd be appropriate to have Dr. Greg and Nancy just share for six or seven minutes, just the beginning story of all that God's done through Church of the King. Check this video out and I'll be right back. This is awesome.
0: Nancy, looking back, it's a miracle what God has yeah. done. Who would have ever believed that a small group of 19 believers could have had an impact on the world? The odds were definitely not in our favor. No. But look what God has done.
2: Yeah, because at that time, we didn't have a place to stay. We had a rent part of a church, and then we wound up getting some little space and just a little strip mall, and it was actually off the road. So I, I, don't, I don't know what we were thinking.
0: <laughs> we had just met Pastor Steve. And we all believed God was going to do really great miracles through our small church. In those days, Pastor Steve was preaching in local high schools. And it was at that time God began to call him, and there was just a sense that he wanted to plant a church. And they were just praying and asking God, where do you want me to be? Where do you want me to go? And asking him, where would you send me? Then that time, his pastor in New Orleans asked him if he would consider coming to Mandeville. Mm-hmm. And that summer in 1999, Pastor Steve was speaking at a youth camp. And it was like God called him, hey, I'm calling you to raise a church on the North Shore to touch a region. So Steve and Jennifer came to preach to us on a Saturday night. I can remember that like it was yesterday. And we voted. And we installed him as pastor of Church of the King.
2: It's been crazy, the road, you know, we didn't know what we were doing and 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 we didn't even know that what God had in plan, how he was going to use us in the future either. And it was crazy because um, at that time I think was when that God gave us the vision for the church to um, reach people and build lives. And all we did was reach out to people and help them like build their relationships with Christ, with each other and then the church started growing. People kept coming in. I think they were looking for family. Gosh, it was like a year and a half, and the church grew from that 19 to 750.
0: We were crowded, (laughs) really crowded. That many people, one bathroom. We didn't know what we had to do, but we had to do something. At that time, miraculously, Mm -hmm. a piece of property became available. It was adventure skate back then. We kind of rolled our eyes when it first came out, like, oh my gosh, a skating rink. It was crazy though, through supernatural Mm -hmm. miracles, prayers, funds were raised, and we were able to purchase that property Mm -hmm. in the middle of Mm Covington-Mandeville, right on the interstate, 12 acres, so we could expand and we could see a dream begin to come together. During the summer of 2001, the facility underwent remodeling just the whole place changed, from a skating rink to an 1,100-seat sanctuary. Church of the King held its first service, September 9th, 2001, Mm -hmm. just two days before the tragic events of 9-11. But then we felt that Church of the King, that's what the purpose, we just had a purpose. We began to see God's wisdom, His timing. How could we use this facility to meet the needs of a surrounding community.
2: Then there was Katrina. It was a time of devastation in our community and people were hurting. People were displaced from their homes and their loved ones. And so our thinking had to shift and we became a more go and do church to help meet the needs of the community and to serve a hurting region.
0: It was right around that time that we really had the opportunity to go into New Orleans and make an impact because the Jerusalem temple became available. That's when we began to go and to do. We started an outreach. We really began to see people's lives changed at that point. It was crazy. We felt like we had an impact on the city. The church began to grow beyond its capacity once again to more than 3,300 in attendance.
2: So Pastor Steve and the elders began to pray and ask God for a new solution to house services for those God was bringing to his church. In 2008, we started brainstorming for a new church building at Little Creek.
0: It's been powerful to watch God do miracles throughout our church as we continue to reach people and build lives and trust God for his power and provision throughout our region. From there, we planted a campus in Biloxi, and then in Metairie. In 2013, we moved into our new 2,600-seat Little Creek Campus in Mandeville. Since then, we have seen the online campus, our ministries within the New Orleans Justice Center, and the St. Tammany Parish Jail come to life.
2: It really was a miracle to see what 19 believers and a pastor with a vision and intense focus on God could do in our community and beyond. Who would have thought that in 20 short years, we'd have four locations with a fifth on the horizon, a fully accredited college, international partnerships and beyond. In 2018, we launched our Beyond Campaign with the goal of opening two new campuses in the New Orleans region, the West Esplanade and the St. Charles campuses. In the spring of 2019, God miraculously added our newest campus in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, just minutes from the gates of LSU. We feel this is just the beginning. Our passion is to reach people and continue launching campuses throughout the Gulf Coast region from Baton Rouge to Biloxi and everywhere between. Our heart is to see people reached and built, to see lives restored, marriages healed, families redeemed, and the broken mended. It's always been about Jesus reaching people. That is the legacy of Church of the King, to reach the unreached and tell the untold. You know, Greg, if a small group of 19 people from a strip mall could lead that kind of legacy, just think of the impact tomorrow's Church of the King could have on the world.
3: What an amazing, amazing story. And that's you guys, that's everybody at all of our campuses uh, that are part of that dream. You know, it's interesting, I was thinking this week as I was putting this message together about the whole concept of remembering. Of course, I'm doing that this week, and I'm remembering the stories, and I'm, I'm writing down the different miracle stories and testimonies, and I, and I began to think about that word remember. What does it mean to remember? It means to recollect. It, it means to, 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 to call to mind. Memories are very important. God designed us with a memory. We have conscious memories, but we also have subconscious. In other words, things that are deep in our subconscious that, 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 that come to our conscious realm when we, when we begin to ponder and think about, when we're reminded of that, Now, memories are important two ways. Number one, physiologically, when we have positive memories, they store in our brain. And when we think about it, in other words, when you get out an album, like a a marriage album or vacation, and you look at pictures from vacation, what does it do? Number one, it it, it produces those healthy chemicals. You begin to think about the sights and, and the sound, and you have those feelings that are attached to those moments. Honey, remember we went on that trip? Remember when that happened? Remember when Junior hit that home road? Oh, man, that was so exciting. Remember when that? And so God designed us that way. But there's also a spiritual significance. When our, when our minds recollect and think about what God has done, God's miracles in the past. Listen, here's what happens. When we understand that God did it in the past, it produces a faith for us for the present and the future that God will do it again. See, remembering what God has done is a spiritual, it's a spiritual concept, not just a natural thing. Today, I want to bring us just a little bit down a memory lane. I want to look at a scripture. This is more of a talk. I'm going to do a lot of examples. Next week, we'll do a little bit different, and then we'll finish up the third week, and then I'll kick off a new series for Thanksgiving, but I want to take us down a journey of memory lane, but I want to build some context with the scripture. If you have your Bible, I'm going to ask you to open up to the book of Joshua, in the Old Testament, the book of Joshua, chapter 4. Some of you may know the story, some of you may not. The children of Israel they were captive in, in Egypt for 400 years. God raised up Moses as a deliverant, and, and, and Moses went to Pharaoh multiple times to let God's people go. Finally, after the 10th plague, Pharaoh allows the people of God to go. Where do the people of God go? The Hebrews, they go into the wilderness. They're in the wilderness for 40 years, and as they come out of the wilderness, they come right up to, quote, the Jordan River. On the other side of the Jordan River, modern-day Israel, is Canaan land. We pick up the story in Joshua chapter 4. As they're now crossing the Jordan River, God tells them to do something. God gives them specific direction, and I believe that as we cross this 20-year mark, As we step into a new season, a new era, there's something about 20 years. There's something about decades in our lives. We talk about when we were in our 20s, when we were in our 30s, 40s, 50s. There's something about a church crossing that 20-year point. I believe it's a strategic, it's a historic moment for us. But God told the children of Israel to do something that I believe he's inviting us to do as well. Joshua chapter 4. Watch this. Very interesting story. The Bible says and it came to pass when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan that the Lord spoke to Joshua saying this, take for yourselves 12 men from the people, one from every tribe, one man. Remember there's 12 tribes of Israel. He says, I want you to get a leader from each one and I want you to do something. I want you to do something strategic. This is important. Why to do this? He says, command them saying, take for yourself 12 stones. Wow. Twelve stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood firm. And you shall carry them over with you, and you shall leave them there. Why? In the lodging place where you lodge tonight. Look at the next verse, verse four. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe. Verse five, and Joshua said to them, cross over before the ark of the Lord, your God, into the midst of the Jordan, and each one of you take a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. Look at verse 6. That this may be a sign. Everyone say a sign. There's something about memories. There's something about testimonies of God's faithfulness being a sign. But the sign is not just for them. It said this is going to be a sign among you. When your children ask you in times to come, do you know there's people that are coming to our church now, they have have no understanding of the miracles that God did to birth this church. They don't understand some of those things. That's why today I'm going to take us down memory lane just a little bit. Because if God did it before, how many know God will do it again? If God did a miracle in your life, personally, in your family, in our church, if God did it once, God will do it again. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He still works. How many of y'all believe that God still does miracles today? Come on. Y'all believe that? Here's what he said. He says, I want you to take that stone. Why? Because there's going to come a day when your children don't remember this moment. They they don't remember this. They were not alive. They weren't part of this. But they're going to ask you what this is about that this may be a sign among you when your children ask you in time to come saying, what do these stones mean to you? And then you're going to explain. Then you shall answer to them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. Well, who did that? Who's the one that supernaturally cut off those? God did it. This was high tide. It was impossible for them to, 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 to pass through the Jordan River, just like the Red Sea 40 years prior. He says, I want you to take these stones because your kids are going to ask you and they don't understand what happened, that God is a miracle working God. And you're going to have to explain this to them when they crossed over the Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan were cut off. God did that. And the stone shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. Two more verses. And the children of Israel did so just as Joshua commanded and took up 12 stones from the midst of the Jordan as the Lord had spoken to Joshua according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel and carried them over with them to the place where they had lodged and laid them down there. I want you to think, think about this moment in the life of the children of Israel. What a supernatural moment when God stepped down and intervened and and God, with his, with his supernatural hands, he cut off the waters. In other words, he stopped the waters flowing so that the priests were able to go first and, and then the people of Israel were able to go into the promised land. A supernatural act. And he told them to do something. Matter of fact, he says, I want you guys to take these stones. I want you to take them right from the, right, right from the riverbed. I, I want you to take them and I want you to bring them with you. And I want you to build a memorial so that when your kids, and do it in the promised land so that when your kids come to a moment they say, hey, mom, hey, dad, what were those stones about? You can say to them, well, those stones, oh, let me tell you what happened. That's when, son, that's when God met us. That's when it looked impossible. That's when it looked like things were against us. I got to tell you the whole story, guys. We were were in Egypt, and we were under the oppression of Pharaoh, and God delivered us. Then he brought us through the the wilderness, and he did a miracle there. And then we got to the Jordan. We thought, man, we were tired, but God once again did it. If God did it, listen, if God did it for us, son, God will do it for you. Sweetie, if God did it for us, God will do it for you. In In other words, memories, positive godly memories. That's why journals are so important. That's why it's so important for us to record and write down what God has done. Why? Because it produces faith, listen, in the present, in the future, if God did a miracle in the past. He said, I want you to take these stones. Matter of fact, I remember in, in our lives as, as a church, these supernatural things. There's people that come into our church today. They enjoy the great buildings and now all of our campuses, and, but, but they don't know the stories and the miracles and, the, and, 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 the, and all the things that God had to do. All the things that God did and all the supernatural miracles that God did. i want to just talk to you about two things that memorial stones signify. And I'm going to tell some stories and you do not want to miss next week. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss it. Two things that I believe memorial stones signify. Number one is God's faithfulness. Can y'all say that with me at the count of three? One, two, three. God's what? Faithfulness. Even when we lacked faith, God stepped in and was faithful. Look at verse 6 and 7, that this may be a sign among you when your children ask you in time to come. What do these stones mean? And then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. Listen, God did it, son. Honey, God did it. The stones were, were erected as a sign pointing to a faithful God. That God carried us. That God helped us. That God delivered us. Just like Dr. Greg and Nancy said. We didn't know, listen, how God provided all these things. That God supernaturally did it. We had, we had this little building on Harry Lemons and, and we had one bathroom. We had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people going and, and, and God blessed the fire marshals. God blinded their eyes. That's all I can say. I mean, And how God supernaturally provided at Little Creek for a building and it was just supernatural how God did it. And then we told people that it was a skating rink and all the kids in St. Tammany Parish were upset because some dumb church bought their skating rink. Until one of the, the family members in our church found out that church, the king's the one that did it. he says, oh, you think pastor let us skate before church? Come on. How God provided, how, how God did those things. Matter of fact, prior to that, this is a, this is, this is a, a memorial stone. We had a piece of property that was given to the church in the very beginning. By the way, the vision, listen, you guys are going to get it blown away. The vision that we had for 3.1 acres initially was we were going to build a little gym and we were believing God. If we could have 500 people in the church or a thousand would just blow us away. That was, how many know God's vision for your life is bigger than your vision for your life? Come on. Are y'all with me or not? And we had this small piece of property and and, and God provided Adventure Skate. This is 2001. And uh, the church is just a year and a half old, not even quite two years. And, 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 and we raised in 30 days a bunch of money, but we were short. And we were short. And so we're like, man, we, we, what are we going to do? And of course, we had this piece of property that was up for sale and, and, and we were like, man, what do we do? And I'm going to tell you guys, and I just felt prompted to the Lord, let's, let's call a fast. I'd never done that before. Quite honestly, I'd never fasted that much before. I thought, man, I know when God, when you fast and pray, God does great things. And I said, let's just, let, this sounds so spiritual. I said, let's just try it. Come on, let's just be honest. You know what I, I just, let's just try it. Let's just see. How many of you know when you have nothing, let's just try it. Come on, are y'all with me? And I said, let's just try it. Let's just pray and fast. And so we went out every day and on this little piece of property because we had a close on the adventure skate in that 12 acres. We were short. So we did this prayer, prayer, and fasting thing. And, And so the first day we went out there, we actually went on the property. We were asking God to sell it. And the time is short. This is a miracle story. (laughs) And then the next day we went out there and Pastor Doug had his little guitar. It was so funny. And he had a little guitar and you came from heaven to earth to show the way. And everybody's clapping. You know, those people must've thought we were crazy driving up and down Highway 59. May God be my witness and those that were part of the church on the third day Last day of the fast, we got a call from a real estate agent and said, Pastor, we have somebody who's an interesting buyer. The problem is that he wants to close in seven days. I said, We can work that out. <laughs> May God be my witness. That property was closed. We got all the cash, it was exactly the amount that we needed to be able to close in the Adventure Skate building. And I want to say this very respectfully. After he bought that property, 30 days later, he put it back up for sale and told the real estate agent, I don't know why I bought that property. I don't even like that piece of property. Now, he sold it later and made some money. God bless him. But how many know that's a memorial stone? And here it is. When you're desperate, when you cry out and you pray and fast, God does miracles. That's a stone that needs to go into our future. Are y'all with me? That's a stone. That's a stone as Dr. Nancy said, that our church was growing and expanding. We had over 3,000 people coming. We were meeting in Little Creek here at the Mandeville campus, and, and Hurricane Katrina came, and it, was, it, was, it, it blew everybody away. And some of you that were part of the South Shore and that moved to the North Shore, and of course, all different varying impact levels. It was tragic, and, 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 and we as a church didn't meet for... Now, we had done a capital campaign called Imagine a Place to buy a bunch of property, and, and we were excited about preparing land, and we were going to do something, and and I tell you as a pastor when 2000 people leave a church in a month just to, we had more people texting me from Charlotte and Houston and Dallas pastor we're gonna, we got we got to enroll the kids in school and pastor we and I'm just thinking to myself now this this is now I'm going to be real human I thought to myself what about the dream now, of course, we know people how to move and jobs. We understand that. But, but in your heart, you're like, wait a minute. Did God, I mean, where, where, wait a minute. And you want to say, wait a minute. We've got this big thing called imagine a place. And, and, and what is God going to do? And then God spoke to our elders. And there was a pastor on the South Shore. That actually is the one that that Dr. Greg talked to that sent us across. The pastor's wife called, and they were desperate. Their church got impacted. They had no resources. And God spoke to us as our eldership that whatever came in, the first, I'm talking about memorial stones, whatever came in that first weekend, we did not have church for one month. We had church. We had 1,350 people. And we felt whatever came in the offer, we're gonna give it to this church. Now, remember, we don't have a lot of money, all right? The church is young. We're in building things. We, we haven't had church for a month. This is before online giving. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Come on, are y'all with me? So there's no mail, there's no, I mean, so it's like we're rapidly, we have nothing. And I'll never forget when on Monday they counted that offering. We're, we, we made a commitment every penny that we're gonna to give to that church in Metairie to that, to that church. And I'll never forget the ladies in the office counted up. It was $103,000. I thought, whoa, I didn't know it was going to be that much. I thought, man, can we cut it in half? I thought, I'm being honest. I'm being honest. But we gave, we gave, we gave the whole thing. I'll never forget, by the way, Pastor Randy came the next week. He says, don't do that again. Don't do that again. We can't pay the light bill. I said, I'm just telling you, brother. But here's my point. Let me tell you memorial stone that we learned that in our time of need, we've got to give out. God multiplies seed that is sown when you're in a time of need. I believe all the stuff that God has provided for us on the, on the South Shore has been supernaturally provided because of the sacrifice of the people sowing into somebody who was hurting. By the way, how do you get out of the problem you're in? Find somebody that's hurting worse and help them out. Come on, are y'all with me? Everybody say memorial stones. So we bring into our future. There's some things that we leave in our past. There's some hurts and pains we leave in our past. But we want to make sure to bring into our present those times when God showed up. Prayer and fasting, that's part of what we do. That We do that every year. Believe in God, giving out supernaturally and generously and sacrificially. We, we believe in that. We believe in what God's doing. We also are a church of faith. We drew up plans at the Little Creek building and things didn't work out the way we thought. Matter of fact, we did a big capital campaign and, 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 and then the market crashed. and Our loan got pulled and we had a, we had a, and you guys, this is, this blows me away. I want every campus to hear this. We had to pay you guys. This is what you guys did the, with our builders and our contractors. We had to raise over 23 million cash and then get a loan on the back end during a recession. It took us years to do that. And we learned a principle then that we walk by faith and not by sight. That if God has spoken, everybody say, if God has spoken. Can you say it? If God has spoken, we walk by faith and not by sight. We don't live by what we see. We live by what we believe. Why, what is God? And, and, and when we open up this building, now there's two or 3,000 more people in the church because of the generosity of the people in the church. And we walk by faith. We walk by, never forgetting that elders meeting and everybody, and there was was a, listen, if God has spoken and it took years and I'm going to tell you, it wasn't easy. By the way, don't let anybody tell you that walking by faith is easy. But if God has spoken, that's a memorial stone. Let me tell you, in our next 10 years, in our 20, we're going to still have to walk by faith. We're going to still have to pray and fast. We're going to still have to give out in our time of need. There's, there's things that, that, that God has done, and then God supernaturally begins to provide. And, 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 and it's not all been easy. There's been recessions and hurricanes and oil spill that affected all of our oil people in the church. Listen, it's not easy, but if God has spoken and God, God, is, God is doing something, we, we hang on to God. We believe that God's dream is bigger. God's grace is stronger. And it's not just about buildings. It's about people's lives. I was playing in our golf tournament uh, last week, our Church of the King golf tournament. All the proceeds go to the Samaritan Center. we was so excited. I had a team of guys that we were playing with. It. And, matter of fact, Pastor, allegedly, Pastor Dave DeGarmo's team won. I don't believe that. I'm serious. I feel like it was rigged, but so I think our team came in second. I'm telling you, I, w- I want to do an investigation. We were so much better than them. But I was, I was writing, and a great man in our church, Dave Mahoney, was telling me, he says, Pastor, you don't, you don't hear the stories enough. You don't hear the stories about the changed lives, people that have been saved, born again. You, you, don't, you don't hear it enough. You work at the church. You're, you're around a lot of the staff. You don't hear it. He goes, and he just, he for four hours, four hours, Actually, four and a half hours, he's just telling me story, this family, and this person got saved, and this person. I, and I just began to think, of, I thought, my gosh, that's what church, church king's not about just the new buildings and the Baton Rouge you're excited about and golf. golf. It's not the buildings, it's the changed lives that go to the buildings. Are y'all with me? It's the transform lives. I met a, I saw a guy I hadn't seen in a little while, I saw him a couple weeks ago, and our church is like, man, what's going on? I remember, I remember remarrying him and his wife. They had gotten divorced, busted, they came back. I remember the, the stories, baptism. I remember that somebody told me, uh, uh, thank you so much, pastor, for not giving up. Thank you so much because, because my, my, my family member just got uh, water baptized. And we prayed for them for years. By the way, at the Little Creek campus, there, there are names that are written all down on the concrete. How many of y'all remember that that were part of that? And people's lives have been born again. I'm so excited about the South Shore campus. We're so fired up that they had 355 people at the 930. They had 50 people standing at the 930 service in the fire. How many of y'all are grateful God has provided a a 800-seat auditorium that we're moving in on Easter? Come on, this coming Easter. We're so excited about that. Why? So we can reach more people. Man, I got so much to say, story after story. It's God's faithfulness of transformed lives and people being water baptized and marriages being healed and lives being rearranged. Number one, these memorial stones, we want to bring those into the present. We want to leave some some of those hurts in the past, get healed, but we want to bring God's glory and His, his miracle power into our future, Church of the King. Let me give you the second thing and I'll close with this. And I'm just getting warmed up for these three weeks. It's a renewed personal commitment. Let me tell you what this stone means. A renewed personal commitment to the vision that God's given us. I love what Dr. Nancy said. She goes, it's the vision that God gave us. It's reaching people, building lives. It's never changed. It's about Jesus. By the way, it's not my vision. It's God's vision. I work for the church. I work for you guys. It's not what pastors dream. This is our dream. It's God's dream that we're stewarding over. Are y'all with me? And it's reaching people. Everybody say reaching people. Building lives. I've had people ask me, you know, you know, Pastor, you know, when is Church of the King gonna be big enough? Y'all, all these campuses and, and Biloxi and now Baton Rouge. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you when. When all the people in a 30 minute radius of all, all of our campuses are either saved or they've rejected Christ, then maybe we'll say that we're done. Are y'all with me? But until, the, until then, we need to keep, listen, we need to renew our commitment that, that reaching people and building lives and seeing people come to Christ is what it's about. I said this last week, there's a lot of good social programs out there, lots of good things, but there's nothing like the gospel of Jesus Christ. When people get saved, give their hearts to Christ. I thank God for the church where I got born again. I thank God where my life was rearranged. I thank, I thank God where I met Jennifer in and, and our life. I thank God. And, and there's stories now and stories now that people have been born again here and, and they've met their spouse here and they're having their kids here. That's how a healthy church works. In a church that's loving God and loving one another and we're so excited about all that God's done. We averaged over 7,000 last year in attendance and it'll be more. And thank God for all the thousands of people that are being reached in all the campuses and online and all the jails and all the prisons and globally, all over the world. Let me tell you something, it's a God deal. It's a God deal. I had somebody ask me if I would renew their wedding vows and I don't have the opportunity to do many weddings you know and 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 I thought about renewing vows you know what renewing vows are it's 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 when you it's it's not you're not getting remarried but you're getting you're making a a fresh commitment to that person i believe that when you cross, when a church crosses a 20 year mark it's like it's like a fre- you make a fresh commitment to the vision of reaching people and building lives See, Church of the King is not just about where our own personal needs can get met. And let me tell you, we help people. We have classes, how to help you win in life, how to grow, marriage, parenting, finance, all those things. But Church of the King is not just existing for us. It's for those that are not here yet. It's for the broken, for those that are, that are struggling outside of the four walls of all of our campuses in Baton Rouge and Biloxi and the South Shore. Those that are in prison, thank God for all the men and women that are in jail right now. Watch us. We now have people that are being born again in jail, showing up on our campuses, and we honor you, we love you, and we welcome you, and we thank God that you're born again and can become part of our church. Come on, can we just honor those? Thank God. Thank God for you. I never forget when the Holy Spirit, Dr. Greg mentioned it, when I was asked, I was asked, would you consider? I was a youth evangelist. That's what I was doing in my 20s. I'd gone to college and Bible school and I was in seminary and I'd started a high high school ministry called Next Generation, preaching to teenagers. I'll never forget when my wife and I, I was coming back from Eunice, Louisiana. Anybody ever been there? They say it's the center of the world. That's what they say. It's actually, it is legitimately the Boudin capital of the world because I saw a sign when I went in there. And I remember I would preached a youth camp and I was in my little Toyota Kroll and I was leaving out on on that Friday and I had a phone. How many of y'all remember when cell phones were as big as briefcases? Y'all remember that? And I had my phone and I remember calling my wife. And on Friday I called Jennifer and I said, Honey, I said, How you doing? We just small talked. I was gone five out of seven weeks at summer preaching at camps. That's what I did. I was a youth evangelist. And I said to her, I said, honey, she goes, well, how are you doing? And I said, honey, you know what's crazy? Now, the pastor in New Orleans had asked me four times, started April, May, June, July, four months. Steve, this is God. You need to go to the, I'm telling you, 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 you need to, this is the Lord. This church is so much bigger than me. Guys, please don't misunderstand me. I'm just a part of it. But God does call a pastor. And I'll never forget, I I was on the phone and, and, and with my wife, and, 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 sh- and I said, honey, you know what's crazy? I can't shake this thing on the North Shore. She said, she said, what's funny is I can't either. And when that happened, some of you have never heard this story. My little Toyota Corolla was filled up with the presence of God, and we just started crying. Just weeping and crying. And I heard God's voice, not an audible voice, but I heard God's voice, which Dr. Greg Quoted, And the Lord spoke to me. He says, I'm sending you across the lake to raise up a church to touch a region. We don't believe we're the only church, but we, don't, we are part of what God's doing. Who would have dreamed? Who would have dreamed that little 19 people, thousands of people, Baton Rouge now, Biloxi, the South Shore, opening up a new campus in Kenner right there to West Esplanade, online. We have teams all over the world right now. Those that are watching online, jails, prisons, community outreach. You know, local outreach, global outreach, feeding, helping. Cl- I mean, who would have dreamed? It's God. Let me just—I want everybody here. I'm not that good. This is way bigger than me. Are y'all with me? This is God's deal. This is God. This is God. I don't know what He's going to do in the next 20 years, but I know something. I'm just begging God, Lord, let me be a part of it. Lord, let me just see it—the miracles, the signs, the wonders. I want to see people's lives changed by Jesus, resurrected by the power of Christ, water baptized, discipled, thousands of people. Let's dream. Let's dream with God. Let's let's receive what God's got for us. Can we do that? I'm going to ask everybody to bow their heads right now at all of our campuses, our campus pastors. If you can come on stage right now, Lord Jesus, we thank you. Lord, we just feel that we're involved with something so much bigger than ourselves. Lord, I thank you. It's a privilege that you've allowed me to be involved. Holy Spirit, I thank you. This is all about you, Jesus. Seeing people saved. If you're in this place today, I'm going to take one minute. If you're in this place today, you do not know Christ. You're not sure about your relationship with God. You're not sure if you die today. You're ready to stand before God. I want to pray for you. With everybody's heads bowed and eyes closed, if you say, Pastor, pray for me. I need Christ. I'm not sure about my relationship with God. At the count of three, would you just lift your hand up high? The Bible says, whoever calls upon that name, the name of Jesus shall be saved. The blood of Christ will wash you and cleanse you and make you new. That's what happened to me 32 years ago where my heart became new by the power of Christ. Do you know Jesus? Do you know that you know if you die today, you're ready to stand before God? If not, I want to pray for you. With everybody's heads bowed and eyes, because pastor, pray for me. I need Christ. I need Jesus. I need the blood of Christ to wash me. If that's you, one Two, three, quickly hold your hand up high so I can see it, so I can pray for you. God bless you, sir, right there. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you. God bless you, ma'am. Anybody else? Pastor, pray for me. I need Christ. God bless you guys right there. God bless you right there. Anybody else? Pastor, pray for me. I need Christ. God bless you, sir. God bless you as well. Church, with everybody's heads bowed, can we pray with those? Come on, let's pray with those that are trusting Christ, the most important decision they'll ever make. Let's pray. Say, dear Jesus, I come to you today. A sinner in need of a savior, say, Jesus, I repent of my sin. I let go of my past and I turn to you. I turn to the cross. Say, Jesus, wash me with your blood. Give me a new heart, a new life, a new reason to live. I want you to say this. Say, Jesus, I take my life and I put it in your hands. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for the sealing work of the Holy Spirit and the word of the living God taking root deep in the hearts of your people, in Jesus' name. I want everybody to look at me at all of our campuses. Give me 30 seconds. If you pray to trust in Christ, I'm gonna ask you to fill this card out called My Decision, do one of two things. Up front, by the way, after every service, we have a prayer team that's willing to pray and we're here to minister to you, but you can give it to them or find somebody with a blue t-shirt in the the foyer. Would you stand? I'm gonna pray for you guys. Are you guys excited about our future? Come on, how many all excited about our future? Let me pray. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Lord, we reflect, we remember the faithfulness of God. If you've done it once, you'll do it again. I pray a blessing over your people. May the grace of God be upon every man, woman, boy, and girl in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said,